The But For Stretch podcast taps into the extraordinary endeavors that ordinary humans are doing daily to better their lives and their community. The goal of these conversations is to lengthen and extend our perspective on fitness, nutrition, holistic health, the mind-body connection, and what motivates us. The final portion of each episode will provide a guided meditation to self-reflect on the theme of the interview. Brought to you by Jennifer McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Hi, I'm Jen McCracken of FitFam Conchi. Welcome back to But First Stretch, and if it's your first time, I'm so glad that you are joining me. I know these last few weeks have been challenging for many people amidst the COVID-19 pandemic and our nation as a whole. I also understand that everyone's experience personally and geographically is completely different. I have started doing my podcast via Skype in order to continue tapping into the purpose of this podcast, what amazing things people are doing to make their community better, tapping into their own interests, and improving the community around us. It's been really nice to still feel connected with others during this. To be honest, I miss my old routine and the personal contact I've had with people. And today, I have a special guest coming back on the podcast to discuss a very important topic, resilience during this time of COVID-19. Our community member of the week on But First Stretch is Jen from Conchi Coaching. She is a certified mindset and energy leadership coach who is passionate about helping women become leaders in their own lives. She works with her clients to rediscover and reprioritize their core values, tap into their own authentic voice, and create a life and career they love. Specifically during the pandemic, she's focused on spreading light and positivity while helping others use this shutdown as an opportunity to cultivate resilience so they can come out of quarantine stronger than ever before. While all of her live events have been postponed, Jen will be releasing a Cultivating Resilience online workshop in the future, which I'm excited to hear more about. Jen educates the broader community through her blog, which you should definitely check out because she's posted a few articles on COVID-19 and the mindset that we might be having as individuals surrounding this, her podcast, and through focused coaching sessions that include the Energy Leadership Index Assessment. So let's stretch our mind, body, and soul. The first portion of the podcast is the warm-up, introducing our guest. Hi, Jen. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back on your show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so we have been over a month now living in this world of social distancing uh, via and because of the COVID-19 virus. What are some things that you're seeing from a coach's perspective? I have seen a lot from a coach's perspective, and I think the thing that is ringing more true than ever is the fact that there's these seven levels of energy and people are constantly fluctuating between them in any given day and fluctuating from dropping into survival mode or that catabolic energy that I talked about on the first time or talked about the first time I was on your show and then going somewhat into the opportunity aspect of it of, Oh my gosh, I'm home with my family. I'm watching my kids grow. So there's just so many ways to respond to this pandemic and there's no one right way to respond and I think that's from my perspective what I've seen the most and the other thing that I just want to hit on and this is something I've been personally preaching is it's called social distancing 
But social interaction is the number one indicator of happiness, according to the World Happiness Support. So even though we're physically distancing, social connection is important now more than ever before. And I think we're having the opportunity to intentionally connect with each other through virtual calls, social distanced walks where, you know, we're 10 feet away from each other, but really just being able to call in and check in on friends who maybe we haven't checked in on before or checking in with loved ones. It's that intentional connection that's going to help us get through this. Yeah. And I feel that I liked how you described that, you know, we're feeling all of these different emotions. And I think that, especially for me, I've been feeling them pretty quickly one after each other. And it's, I think that's like the challenge is that I go through that time where I'm like, oh, this is so nice. I'm like home with my kids. My husband's here. He's like seeing our youngest um, really advance. And then it's also like, oh my gosh, like what's next? Do we go into like that fear, that state of panic? Um, So I do think that it is important for us to realize that there's no one way of handling this, right? Everyone's situation is so different. Yeah, and with social media, the comparison game is real. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remember that, first of all, we're not teachers. Um, I'm actually very grateful that I don't have kids right now because I'm watching all of my friends who have kids really struggle with balancing a full-time job and taking care of their kids and teaching their kids or daycareing their kids. And it's a challenge because you see some people who innately have teaching capabilities make these really nice schedules for their children and somehow can magically balance work and school. But the reality is we're not teachers. We're not doctors. We're not essential workers. That's why there are essential workers. That's why we send our kids places. That's why we, you know, invest our money in these other services that we can't do right now. So we have to be easy on ourselves and we have to give ourselves, we have to give ourselves permission to just show up. And to really just put presence over perfection, because it's so, (laughs) I remember that first week when we were all in quarantine and everybody was posting those pretty schedules of like, Mm -hmm. from 8 to 9 a.m. I'm going to do this, and 9 to 10 a.m. I'm going to do that, and 10 to 11. It's like, that went out the window immediately, because people realized that it wasn't possible. Perfection isn't possible right now. No, and I- Showing up is possible. Yeah, I I really like that. And it was so funny. We were walking by the park that is, like, gated off. And I was just thinking how um, just over a month ago we were playing on it. And it was, like, that most beautiful Monday. And all these memories came flooding back. And I just thought to myself, like, when when are we going to come back? I want to (laughs) know. But also think about how many memories you're making in your house right now. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing is the only thing we can control is ourselves in this moment. So if we're focused on what life was or being worried about what life is going to be, we're taking ourselves out of the now. And if we take ourselves out of the now, then we can't cultivate strength to show up how we want to show up later. Because all we're doing is, is worrying or being sad. And we're allowed to be worried and we're allowed to be sad, but ultimately it's our choice to shift out of that so that we can create a life that we want to create once quarantine is lifted and once we do have the freedom to go out and 
you know, hug our friends and play in the park and not see the ugly yellow tape around Sutcliffe or Marywood. <laughs> like we can actually see a playground and go play on it or go walk in the park without being afraid of being six feet within six feet of somebody. Yeah. And I feel like I've been talking like my husband, and I've had this conversation and you know, one of the things we both miss is like our old schedule, our old routine, right? Like, you know, I did, I had a certain way and I missed that. And I think him being in the classroom, being a teacher and having to teach like all these kids, like he's starting to get frustrated. He's starting to get frustrated. Like he loves to watch sports and there's, there's no sports there's no sports he seriously will stay up watching like super bowl highlights or like nba playoffs from the 90s and i'm like this is so sad yeah yeah it's you know it's it's not easy and i think you know when we think back to the aspects of life before quarantine set in we always think about the highlights the things that we like but we are innately blocking out the things that we didn't like and I think what this time can be really I think our time right now can be maximized if we take time to actually reflect and say what about my old life do I miss and do I want to take it with me moving forward and what about my old life was draining me what about my old life was causing me stress And what can I do to plan so that when quarantine is lifted, I can have the elements that I miss without having the elements that were draining my energy so that you can make space for doing more of what you love. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think self-reflection right now is huge. There was a New York Times article posted actually by Jen Miller, which as a runner, you've probably read her book um, and seen some of her other blog posts, but... She wrote an article about the importance of journaling during quarantine and during this pandemic. And even for people who never journal, the amount that you can learn about yourself, if you just do a daily check-in to say, how am I doing? How am I feeling? What went on? What triggered me today? Not only for yourself, but down the line, a historian might look back and say, you know, please send me anything you have from this period so we can study human evolution because there was... There is no one right way to deal with this. So at some point, they might look back and try to cultivate everything that we've all lived through and experienced to help the next generation when this inevitably happens again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on, and we kind of touched on it, but what are your thoughts on like the social media element in this time of pandemic? You know, it's really interesting. It's in episode, I think it was nine of my podcast. I had um, a friend on and she hates social media. She is a mom of a teenager and she hates social media. She's like, if social media disappeared tomorrow, I'd be the happiest person ever. But what was interesting is as much as she hates social media, she was like, during this pandemic, I'm incredibly grateful for it because I am leaning into it so much right now to connect with my friends and my families and to stay in touch with people. So I think, and that's her perspective. I've always been a huge fan of social media because I see it as a form of connection, 
But I think social media has, I think it's prepared us for this by giving us the technology through FaceTime, through Instagram, through Facebook. We did a Facebook um, group chat for my nephew's seventh birthday. Mm. We all got in and sang him happy birthday. So there's so many benefits to social media. But I think the same rules apply that applied beforehand, which is you still need to limit your usage. Mm because you can get lost in the endless scroll of, God, I wish my life was like theirs, or why can't I post the pretty pictures like theirs? And social media is only one side of the story. You either see the, I mean, I feel like right now we're almost getting two sides. They either, we're living through a trauma and everything sucks, or everything is rainbows and pots of gold and there's no trauma to be dealt with. But there's a lot of stuff in between. And a lot of my posts are really focused on spreading light and love, but it's also trying to hit on the reality of the emotions are real. So you need to take time to feel the emotions. Don't bypass them. Don't get stuck in the trauma, but don't bypass for the rainbow. Like you need to actually experience the journey and understand what's going on inside you. Because if you bypass, you'll never get stronger and you'll just end up being stuck and you'll get hit harder the next time that there's a pandemic or an illness, or if you get a chest cold after coronavirus disappears, all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh my God, do I have COVID-19? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's tough. The social media game's tough. There are so many benefits, but it can also be a challenge if you get stuck in the comparison game. Absolutely. Um, and I do feel that the idea of like limiting is so important right now because you it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole since you're home, if it's raining out, um, it's, I think that is a huge challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so interesting, I didn't really, wasn't thinking of this when I was first giving my response, but my husband's huge on Twitter. Um, he's an absorber of information. I don't think he's ever actually tweeted anything, but I've recently been on Twitter more and there is a rabbit hole of news there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when people say limit the amount of news that you're taking in right now to manage your stress, that also comes in the form of social media. So we're getting hit over the head with news right now from true media outlets like the television, the newspaper, however else you consume the news, but you're also getting it through social media. So it's giving yourself, creating boundaries for yourself that allow you to say, you know what, no, I'm not gonna go read that article right now, or I'm not gonna go down the Twitter rabbit hole which it's literally never ending. Like tweets are nonstop Mm -hmm. and you get into one chain and an hour later, like, Oh my God, I just read the same tweet eight times, probably 8,000 times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So what, as a coach, what advice do you have for people who might be struggling during this time with their mental health? Um, especially regarding maybe the topic of resilience. Yeah, so that's like, there's two things there. I would say for people who are really struggling with their mental health before we get into the resilience topic, put your phone down. Literally just put your phone down if it has anything to do with news or comparing yourself to other people. The only time that you should be picking up your phone right now is to call a loved one, to call a friend, 
to get into a Zoom virtual happy hour, whatever. Use your phone for the true purpose of the phone, which is connection. Literally stop absorbing news because that's only going to bring you down right now. And it's going to get you caught in the fear game. So just remember that the only thing you can control is yourself. And if you feel yourself, if you feel yourself starting to get triggered, take time to understand why you're getting triggered. And I think a perfect example of this is I got a nasty gram a couple weeks ago from somebody saying that discounting my prices right now, instead of offering them for free, it is self-serving and selfish and that triggered me and then I had to take the time to all of a sudden realize like okay what was said was about the person who sent it but why did that hit me so hard like it 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 rattled me to my core and the reason it rattled me was because I have spent my whole life caring for my brother who has special, he has um, learning disabilities. So my whole life, I've been going out of my way to help him with his homework and do all these things. And he always called me selfish. He never saw it as me wanting to help him. He always thought it was Jen wanting to get Jen's way. So when somebody else called me selfish for discounting my prices instead of giving them for free, it hit me at my core because of this past experience. So I think if I hadn't taken time to actually journal about that, I never would have realized why I was getting triggered. And the person threw the comparison game in of like, well, everybody else is giving their stuff away for free. Why aren't you giving yourself your stuff away for free? And it was the, like, well, I also have a family I have to support. So I can discount as much as I can give, but I also know I have value to give. And if I take a bloodbath financially, then I'm no better off <laughs> than the people who have gotten laid off. Mm -hmm. Um, so taking the time to understand why you're getting triggered is so important because by understanding that I was then able to move on and say, you know what? I stand by my, my decision. I have the inner strength. I have the resilience to move forward and trust myself and trust that I'm doing what's right for me and doing what aligns with my core values. And that's resilience. Resilience is having the toughness or the capacity to recover quickly from setbacks. And it's the ability to bend and not break. So as a nature lover, I like to use that as, I, I like to use nature for analogies. So picture palm trees. In the middle of a hurricane, palm trees will bend all the way and touch the ground but they won't break. When that hurricane is over, they'll bounce right back up and they'll be beautiful and beachy and wonderful. And that's resilience. Their roots are so strong that it doesn't matter what comes blowing their way, they can bounce right back up and be just as beautiful as they were before. And that's really what I'm about as a coach is helping people bend and adapt without breaking. And you do that with your core values. I love that. And thank you for, you know, sharing that story. I think that it's hard to open up about that and it rattled you and you were upset and 
it takes you back to a lot of different things. And I really appreciate you sharing that with us because I think times are hard for everyone. And even that person who sent that or said that has a lot of stuff going on that to say that about someone who is trying to survive in this economy is their issue, it sounds like. Yeah, and you know what's so interesting is because, thankfully, because I've gone through the coaching program that I've gone through and I am very grounded in who I am and I know who I am, it I bounced back pretty quickly. And I was able to take a look and say, okay, well, I think she signed it as a nurse. Um, like I saw RN after her name. And I was like, you know what? She's exhausted right now. Mm-hmm. She's literally exhausted. We're at the onset of this pandemic. They don't know what's coming. They're probably working around the clock. They're trying to get funding for tests. I was just the outlet. They were hoping for a free service. It wasn't free. And that says something about them. That, that, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing up and being who I am and... I think that's what's so important right now is to understand that we can only control ourselves. So even when we look out the window and we see people who we know don't live together out for a walk, not wearing masks, it's so easy to get angry at them. It's so easy to point fingers at them and say, don't they understand how like scary this is? And don't they understand that they should just stay at home? You know what, they might, but clearly they're prioritizing something else, and that's not your problem. Mm -hmm. And you could argue that it is your problem because it's your health, but again, all you can do is control yourself, so you can do that by staying inside yeah, or staying within your property lines if you choose to go outside on your deck or in your driveway. But you can choose to keep yourself safe by wearing a mask and doing these other things and washing your hands and you know, all the other guidelines, but you can't control the person. And by getting angry at them for not following the rules, that's only causing conflict in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not, Yelling at them is literally not going to do anything. It's just going to roll off their shoulder, and they're not going to care. So it's only causing conflict within you. And if you have conflict within you, then there's no – it's a lot harder to then experience opportunity and growth if you're stuck in this icky – conflict resistance state and I mean I have a few questions about that so I guess the first one is how do you get out of that conflict state acceptance Mm -hmm. is number one and a lot easier said than done and I recognize that everything I say as a coach is a lot easier said than done There is no easy button. Let me make that clear right now. There is no easy button for surviving this pandemic. There is no easy button for cultivating resilience. There's no easy button. But if you're willing to put in the effort and self-reflect, you will get through it. But there's no easy button. So with acceptance, I think what's really important is two things. One acceptance doesn't mean settling. I was talking to my husband about this and I don't, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about. It was something pandemic related. And 
I was like, we just need to accept it so that we can move forward. And he was like, well, I'm not settling for it as it is. I'm like, I didn't say settle. Mm. I did not say settle. I said accept. And the difference is if you are settling, that means that you're getting stuck. Where if you're accepting, okay, it is what it is. Now what? The moment you accept is the moment you can move forward. If you're fighting something for what it is, you can't move forward. So accept it. Accept that you have to wear a mask when you go to a grocery store. Accept that you have to wear gloves. Accept that getting grocery delivery at a certain time is difficult. Accept that getting toilet paper is hard. I still don't understand it, but for whatever reason, getting toilet paper is difficult right now. But it's like accept accept the fact that your family is home. Accept the fact that you can't do it all. Accept the fact that you have to prioritize between work and your family and yourself and make sure you make yourself a priority during this because it's so easy to put on this brave mask and be like oh I'm fine I'm like I'm not having emotions I'm strong and fake it for the benefit of our spouse or our children or our loved ones and that's not benefiting anybody because you're fighting what you're truly feeling so accept what you're feeling and understand what you're feeling so that you can start to move forward and see growth. So I, w- I would say acceptance is the biggest way to start to get rid of that conflict inside you. Yeah. And I guess, like, if we look at resilience, like, why should we be tapping into this now? Like, is this something we should continue to cultivate in our lives? Yes. So I think now is a great opportunity to tap into it because we're being forced to stop and look around and see what's truly important in our lives. And resilience, if you think about that palm tree that bends and doesn't break, resilience comes from within us. So there's a difficult environment on the outside, but it's our internal environment and our internal strength that allows us to respond to the external environment. So by cultivating resilience right now and taking the time to self-reflect and go through the process, there's actually an eight-step process to cultivating resilience, but by taking the time now to do the work, understand what your needs are, understand what your values are, Tap into what your life purpose is. Understand all of that. Change your mindset. Understand your emotions. That will ultimately allow you to plan for your future. So take the time now when you're given the opportunity to do nothing. And I know I know there, there's more than nothing to do right now, right? <laughs> like we're balancing our families. We're balancing all of this within our four walls. And that can be very difficult to understand. But we're not going out the way that we used to go out. So take the time that you used to commute and do some self-reflection. Take the time that you used to go to happy hour and do some self-reflection. If you can't get any alone time because your family's in the house, go sit in your closet for five minutes. There are ways for you to step away and reflect. And I think what's so important right now and especially when it comes to resilience is 
we need to prioritize ourselves because the moment that we start putting pointing fingers and giving importance to things outside of us is the moment that we give up our control and resilience is really taking our control back. So rather than playing victim to this quarantine and playing victim and saying, I can't, I can't like, there's too much going on. Frankly, we always say that, right? Like even before quarantine, we, we couldn't, we had too much going on. We had sporting events. We had, you know, work, we had happy hours. We had, you name it, we had stuff going on, family events, whatever. We never had time. We're being given time right now. We're being given the time with our families. We're being given this gift to slow down. We don't have an option but to slow down right now. So we can use that time for self-discovery. We can understand why are we here? What's our legacy going to be? Whether we We will all have legacies. When we leave this earth, whenever that is, we will leave our our mark. And it's up to us if we want to choose when our mark is or if we want our mark to be chosen for us. So do we want to be known as somebody who lived from our heart and aligned with our core values and gave to the broader community in ways that really served them by using our talents? Or do we want to be known as the person who was a really hard worker and stuck at a job that they hated and gave and gave and gave, but was never happy? It's like, do you want to live a life that is strong and resilient and is who you are and authentically you? Or do you want to live somebody else's life? And that's really what this quarantine is giving us the opportunity to do. It's giving us that opportunity to say, what about our old life did we like? Okay, love it. Let's move that forward. But what about our old life gave us stress? And what can we do to not bring that aspect forward? What aspects are worth actually carrying forward? And we can't decide that unless we reflect. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think that's why it's so important right now. <laughs> yeah. And... I know that you recently posted a blog on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Can you explain a little bit about this and how it fits into your coaching? Yeah, great point. So the first step in cultivating resilience is understanding your needs. And the reason for that is if our needs aren't being met, we're in survival mode. And if we're in survival mode, we can't move forward. It's that conflict, right? So if people can think back to Psych 101 or just go Google Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, at the base of the triangle are physiological needs. Things like food, warmth, shelter, rest. Typically in a developed world, those things aren't a concern. You can usually write those off in a developed country and say, all right, got it. Those basic needs right now, those physiological needs are being challenged. We can't easily get our food. We can't get toilet paper. <laughs> but our, our day-to-day is being challenged. 
if you were furloughed or lost your job or you're unable to do your job because of quarantine, your finances are at risk, which means your shelter may be at risk if you can't pay your rent or pay your mortgage. So at a very base level, right now, those things are being challenged. The next step is safety and security. So when you think about cultivating resilience, once you get those physiological needs taken care of, so you can you know you can feed your family and keep a roof over your head, safety and security is next. And this is really important because safety and security really comes down to two things. The first one is showing up as your authentic self and knowing that you're approved of. And if you don't feel like you have the approval of people as your authentic self, then you're going to immediately shift to try to control the situation because that brings security. So when you think about cultivating resilience, if you're in survival mode because your needs aren't being fulfilled, then you'll never be able to shift forward and start to understand, well, what are my values and what are my talents and what is my life purpose because I'm in survival mode because my needs aren't being met. So in that blog post, I really talk about taking the time to understand what are your needs. Look at different areas of your life, whether it's at work, at home, in your relationships, financially, romantically, spiritually. What are your needs for each of those areas? Once you understand your needs, then start to think, Who do I usually turn to to support me with those needs? And a lot of people will say, well, oh, well, everything I need is within myself. Totally agree. But money doesn't grow within you. It'd be nice if we could all cultivate our own money and be money trees, but we can't be. So financially, who do we rely on to pay the bills? Do we rely on our employers? Do we rely on our spouses? Do we rely on our parents? Do we rely on who knows, right? Like there could be any number of things that we rely on for financial stability. Then you go another step and say, okay, now I know what my need is and who I rely on. Where's my satisfaction with that? How much is that need being fulfilled? And if you're not at 100%, what can you to take the, what can you do to take that control back so you can get yourself to 100% need fulfillment? So it's really diving in and understanding what are my needs? Because once those basic needs are fulfilled, then you can start working up Maslow's hierarchy of needs to get to that self-realization and self-actualization, which allows you to be authentically you and live a life that allows you to align with your values and share your talents with the world and stand in your power and give because you want to give, not because you have to give. The moment you get to the top of that pyramid, you no longer have to do anything because you want to do everything. That's awesome. Um, So what are some, I guess, ways that people can get more information on this or um, tools for reflection? Yeah, so definitely would recommend um, go read the blog post and we can link it in the episode notes. 
it's there. I actually have two recent blog posts that talk about this and talk about self-reflection. There's one that's cultivating resilience during COVID-19 and this is terrible. I don't actually know the name of what I called the blog post I posted on Monday, but it's all about (laughs) creating life after COVID-19 and starting to plan for life after COVID-19. But there's prompts in all of it. I also have on my website free resources. I have a needs assessment that walk you through the same questions that I just spoke about. Mm -hmm. So go check that out. Again, I'll link that. Um, I'll give you the link to link in the episode notes. But there's a needs assessment. I also have a values assessment, which is the second step in cultivating resilience. And I would say at the, at the very minimum, between the needs assessment, the values assessment, and I also have a visioning journal on, my, um, on that resources page, do those three exercises. The visioning journal will help you look a year out and help you understand what's the life that you want to create and back into it to help you prioritize. The needs assessment will help you dig deep and understand where aren't you getting need fulfillment. And there's a little section in there that you can start to come up with ideas for, okay, I'm not at 100%, how can I get there? And the values assessment explains the difference between core values and fear-based values, and then helps you It basically just takes you through an exercise to help you figure out what are those core values. And if you're not living in alignment with them, again, it gives you space to come up with ideas to live in alignment with them. And if that's not enough and you're not self-motivated, talk to somebody. I'm available as a coach. Um, I'm still taking on new clients during COVID-19. But whether it's me or somebody else, align yourself with somebody who can help you think through these things because we were never, you don't have to do it alone. We were never meant to. That's one of my favorite quotes by Brene Brown. And it's so true. It's, if you look back at our ancestors, we operated in groups, we relied on each other. And now more than ever, we need to rely on each other. And we need, we need to choose to build that support system. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a friend, a peer, a therapist, a coach, build yourself a support system so that you can start having your needs met and so that you can start living a life that's in alignment with your values. Awesome. And are you going to be doing any kind of courses around resiliency coming up? Yes. I am coming out with an eight-module online course. It's going to be self-paced. And it will walk you through the eight steps of cultivating resilience and it will have exercises in it. So the two assessments that are on my website right now will be included in the program, but then I'll also have six other assessments included with it to help you understand what your talents are, flip the script so that you can start having more positive thoughts. Uh, understanding what your emotions are. And I'm actually really excited about it. I'm currently taking a course on cultivating resilience right now. So everything that I'm building off of is completely fresh. And I'm pretty much just like absorbing and spinning around and putting it back out there to help um, the Concha Hocken community and the broader community. So I'm really excited about that. So details will be available for that on my website soon. 
Uh, they're not posted yet, but if people are interested in it, just drop me an email because uh, I'll be launching that hopefully in May. Yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for that. I think it's going to be really good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to ask you my three wrap-up questions that I ask everyone. Um, what stretches are you doing in your own life right now? So a big stretch for me right now is not being in nature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So for me, the stretch is coming up with ways to experience nature without being able to go for hikes the way that I normally would. So I have set up a tent in my basement and I will go downstairs with my book and my camping chair and I'll put a fire on YouTube because we don't have a fireplace down there. So I'll just stream a campfire and nature sounds and I'll just sit down there. Um, but really it, it's been a stretch to try to come up with ways to stay occupied in my house. And, um, anyone that lives on my street will know that it's a common sight to see me out in my hammock in the driveway <laughs> or in front of my fire pit. Cause it's just like, how can I pretend like I'm out in nature when I'm at home? yeah oh that's so awesome um what is something that you're doing in your life for you so again tapping into creativity right now because that's all we can do I broke out my Wii Fit I have not used my Nintendo Wii in eight years and needing a new way to work out I (laughs) I have started playing Wii again. So Wii bowling and Wii tennis and dealing with terrible 2008 graphics. And there's something oddly amazing about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now it's like, I'll ask my husband, like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? And he's like, nothing. I'm like, okay, cool. You want to go bowling? Like, do you want to go play golf? <laughs> do you want to go boxing? It's kind of like a date night. <laughs> yeah, where we sit on the couch and, and play Wii. But it's... <laughs> I would say that that's probably for me right now um, because when I work out, I work out because of the connection. Mm-hmm. So I've been really struggling with the online courses. I love that everybody is offering workouts through Zoom and through the online portals. I know Soul Yoga has it. I know Yoga Home has it. I know that you guys are doing it with your um, Fit for Mom classes and that just wasn't working for me. Mm -hmm. And I had to, you know, I got angry during a couple of my live yoga classes that where I was a student and I had to take that step back and realize I'm like, I'm angry because it's not what I want it to be. And my expectations are that I'm back in the studio. So rather than being angry, I just removed myself from the situation and said, okay, well, what else can I do? Mm. And that involved dusting off a Wii and finding batteries for the Wii board. And, um, yeah, so I've been doing that. And then a lot of journaling, I would recommend that everybody journal right now because it's been incredibly helpful. Awesome. And you just real quick, you do have some journaling prompts you said for us. Is that on your website? Okay. Yep. So the journaling prompts are in the most recent blog post which is life after COVID-19. So check that out. But there's a really easy model that you can follow. I think it's the Gibbs model. 
And it's basically what happened, how did I feel about it, why did I feel that way, is there a different way of looking at it, if it were to happen again with all that I know now, what would I do differently? So five steps. So if you don't want to go to my website and look for the prompts, I would recommend at least doing that and just pick one thing out of your day. Uh, but yeah, in life after COVID-19, there is a bunch of prompts to help you start to understand what's going on for you right now so that you can start planning for whatever this future is going to look like. I appreciate that because I think my, I'm, I am a journaler and I think my issue is like, I don't know what to put on the paper. Like I want, I need the prompts right now. Like some stages in my life, some seasons, I do not need that. But right now I, I think I need like, this is what you need to answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And at the very least it's, uh, you and I talked about this last time, but gratitude mm-hmm. it's, you know, the gratitude journal. Um, I also heard in the cultivating resilience course that I'm taking right now that to minimize the impact of the news, set aside your news time, quote unquote. So between two and two 30 every day, it's going to be your news worrying anxiety at time at one start practicing gratitude. So lead into your news time with gratitude. And then when you're done with the news, practice gratitude again. Mm. So you're sandwiching the anxiety with gratitude. Love that. And even just doing that without even journaling about it, but just reflecting on all you're grateful for will minimize the impact and anxiety that is associated with everything going on in the world right now. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And what is one thing that you can't stop talking about right now? Probably my fire pit. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's, I... I, you know, it was a week one quarantine impulse purchase and it was the best impulse purchase. I've definitely impulsively, is that a word? Impulsively purchased some other things like instant coffee, instant espresso, because, (laughs) oh, that's the other thing I'm talking about. Whipped coffee is worth Mm. its it's worth its weight in gold. Analogy is not my thing right now. (laughs) Um, Fun fact. I have Invisaligners, which is not the most opportune time because I'm constantly reaching in and out of my mouth, so the whole don't touch your face thing, but it also makes it very difficult to talk, Um, so I find myself stumbling over words, but whipped coffee is amazing, and if you don't have a fire pit, you should go get a fire pit. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jen. This was such a good conversation. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to, you know, hopefully being back on your show in the future. But if anybody ever has any questions, please reach out. I always do. Um, I always do free strategy sessions. So the first conversation anybody ever has with me is free because I want to make sure that I understand where are you coming from, what's going on for you, and can coaching help? If coaching can't help. I will have resources to direct you somewhere else. But I just want to make sure that you have somebody to turn to at the very least to say, this is what's going on. I don't know what to do. So please reach out. Please go check out uh, the recent blog posts and episodes eight and nine of my podcast are also all about cultivating resilience. So if that interests you, go take a listen.
It was so nice being able to be in community with Jen from Conchi Coaching. Definitely check out her website if you want to look more into what she's talking about with COVID-19, um, the journaling example. I highly suggest it. And just a reminder too, I really appreciate everyone's support. And if you have a moment, please head over to iTunes, Spotify, however you listen to it and leave me some feedback, give it a like, especially if you like this podcast. Um, it also helps me know too like what episodes people are really enjoying as I look to find more guests over the next few weeks. So please, if you have a moment, I highly um, would love if you could do that for me. And we are going to end this podcast with our meditation. And I think that Meditation is really important when we look at cultivating resilience because like Jen said, it forces us to look inward. So gently come to a seated position, somewhere where you can get comfortable and gently close your eyes or lower the gaze. Notice whatever you're thinking about right now, however you feel right now. And when you're ready, take three deep breaths while paying attention to the rising and falling of your belly. Gently place your hand on your belly. It's normal for the mind to wander. You might feel restless. All of this is normal and it's totally fine. When you notice yourself thinking of something else, come back to the hand rising and falling on the belly. And perhaps here we take a moment to bring our awareness to a palm tree on a beach, maybe in a tropical place. Notice the palm tree just gently moving with the wind. Noticing how it might look flimsy, but in fact, because of its structure, because its ability to bend when the wind comes, it's not gonna break. And just like that palm tree, let's start to root down Feeling ourselves feel connected with the earth. And in this moment, just accepting 
the way things are. Distractions might pop up. But come back gently to the feeling of breathing right now. Allow thoughts and feelings to show up because they will. And then gently bring your awareness back to your hand, rising and falling on the belly. Palm trees know that resilience comes from within. You know that resilience comes from within. And give yourself this moment to stop. To look around. And be accepting of wherever you are right now. Taking another breath in, noticing the belly rise. And exhale out, noticing the belly fall. Releasing the hand from the belly. And when you're ready, gently blink the eyes back open, coming back into the room. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of But First Stretch. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please reach out to me if you have any questions. You can follow me at JenniferMC3 on Instagram, FitFamConchi on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, please don't hesitate to reach out. This is where I get some of my best episodes and it's what you want to hear. So have a wonderful day.